Listening to the Wrestling Takeover. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always gonna keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Take over. Let's go. Woo! So much news. So much wrestling news to get to. Thank you, everybody, for joining me on today's episode 238 of the podcast. This is the Wrestling Takeover. I'm your host, Jordan Turner. And what we got on a good slate of wrestling news, we're going to talk about Cody Rhodes. We have two articles about Cody Rhodes, so we're going to get into that in the open. And then we're going to talk about a major twist coming out of Elimination Chamber as WWE builds towards WrestleMania. And then we're going to talk about some news that I've seen this morning pertaining to EC3, Adam Scher, Braun Strowman, as they're going to launch their own wrestling promotion. We have too many wrestling, wrestling promotions. I'll talk about it. I'll give you guys my opinion. They said, quote-unquote, a TV deal is imminent. So I'm going to be talking about that. And then the last one, oh, we're going to have fun with this one. Tegan Knox on why she thinks WWE release her. So we got a lot of wrestling news to get to. Thank you very much. For everybody joining me, again, this is episode 339 of the Wrestling Takeover. Before we jump right into it, be sure to subscribe, uh, go out and listen to the podcast on all available podcast platforms. Make sure you guys also go follow me on social media, on Instagram at the Wrestling Takeover and on Twitter at JT Takeover. Now, if you're new to the podcast and you're new to what I do, I do a variety of things on a weekly basis. So I recap all of the wrestling shows. I give you guys my internal opinions, my honest opinions about what we watch collectively as an IWC fan um, each and every week with Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown. We have AEW Dynamite, and that was goes on with the weekly programming for professional wrestling. Now, when it comes to the pay-per-views, I cover all of them. I cover AEW, I cover WWE, I cover Impact Wrestling, depending on if it's a big show and it's worth my time covering it, I will cover it. Um, same thing with New Japan Pro Wrestling. I also do fantasy bookings. I do armchair booking, fantasy booking storylines, uh, fantasy booking characters from WWE and AEW. And lastly, as I'm going to be doing on today's show, I'm going to be covering all of the latest news and rumors during the week of professional wrestling. So grab a drink, man. Enjoy the podcast. Enjoy what you guys are going to hear. I appreciate everybody that will be out there listening to the podcast. Thank you guys very much. All right. Let's get right into the news. We're going to jump right into it. So we got the first article coming from Ringside News. And it talks about Cody Rhodes left AEW. With no stake in the company. Now, I'm going to do something different this time. Instead of reading every single um, sentence and then give you guys my opinion on it, I'm just going to read the whole article. And then after that, I'm going to digest of what I said and what I was reading. And then I'm just going to give you guys my honest opinions on the article and the current situation regarding each and every uh, article that we read. This Cody Rose thing's ridiculous. Um, I 
think this is a work. And then I go back on that and I think this is a real thing. It's pick and pop. You know what I mean? One day I think it's a work. Another day I think it's not. And it's legit. And he really is going to WWE. Plans change every single day. There's so much news coming out with Cody Rhodes that I'm kind of starting to think it's a work. And it's planned. I don't know. I'm going to read the article though. So here's what Ringside News had to say. Cody Rhodes was the talk of the wrestling world yesterday after AEW announced that he and his wife, Brandy Rose, were leaving the company. Cody was massively and a founding father member of AEW. Both Rhodes had key backstage interaction roles in addition to their in-ring performance. When AEW was formed, the core group was Tony Khan, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and Cody Rhodes. Many fans assumed because the wrestlers were named EVPs of the company that they might be some sort of ownership at stake. That belief led to some wonder how things would work if Cody Rhodes walked away with part of AEW. Reports suggest that now Cody Rhodes leaving AEW was about more than just money. That may be true, but it certainly was a factor. Dave Meltzer was asked about Cody Rhodes' potential ownership Stake in AEW on the last episode of the Wrestling Observer Radio. Dave Meltzer noted that Cody was walking around without any piece of the company, any value within the company. So he was walking around with nothing. That means Cody Rhodes will have no ties to AEW going forward. Dave Meltzer said, I quote, You know, it's an interesting thing because I do know when this was all going down, that was not going to do just that. That was clear to me. That was informed to me, and I knew that. That they were going to own it, quote-unquote, AEW, 100%. It's possible they could have with a business partner or something like that, which they did not do. But as far as the talent, that was not something that was afforded to them. They were afforded a lot, a lot of money, a lot of money, and they were offered executive positions and everything else. One of the things that is, you know, when the company started, Cody was going to be was on one of the big time deals, the big time star, and that was going to be Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, John Moxley, and Chris Jericho. So he's talking about how when they first started, Cody Rhodes was going to be one of the big factors, the big stars on AEW. Now, as we sit in today and as time went on, Cody's road was added to be changing. So that was the quote from Dave Meltzer. That was plenty of conspiracy theories offered to those who came on board with AEW in its early days. Executive positions and big money contracts were among those factors. An ownership entrance in AEW was not. Cody Rose will walk away from AEW with nothing but memories. Okay. I don't know how to feel about this. Um, Cody Rhodes. He thinks his shit don't stink. I've mentioned this. I've had this opinion. Since day one. When AEW was created. Cody Rhodes. In my humble opinion. I don't see Cody Rhodes as that guy. 
as that dude that is going to put asses in seats. Is he a founding father? Absolutely. Is he a great storyteller? Absolutely. Is he a great professional wrestler? Absolutely. Is he good on the microphone? Absolutely. But I just never saw Cody Rhodes as the guy that oh, when he's on TV, you know, people are going to stop what they're doing and pay attention to what he's saying or, you know, his wrestling matches. Now, some might disagree with me on that. Some people might say, you know, I think Cody Rhodes is that guy. He does have that superstar number one guy type of atmosphere. But that was in the beginning when Tony Khan needed people. They needed a Cody Rhodes, right? He needed a John Moxley. He needed a Chris Jericho. He needed those established names because he was building up people like a Kenny Omega. He was building up, and first of all, Kenny Omega really wasn't a name like that, like a Chris Jericho or John Moxley or even a pack, right? He had a name, but it wasn't as big as John Moxley and Chris Jericho. It wasn't. So Kenny Omega was one of those people that, you know, Tony Khan was building up along with Adam Engman Page, Britt Baker, and so on and so forth. Chris Jericho and John Moxley, those two were mainly holding down AEW. That's why Chris Jericho won the World Heavyweight title. Along with Cody Rhodes, he didn't win the title, but he was definitely one of the founding fathers and a guy that was, you know, in the main event all the damn time, right? He was getting the big push. He was getting the glamour entrance, so on and so forth. But, God, I, I just never... I didn't get it. I still don't get it. I understand it now. But at the time, I'm thinking to myself, Cody Rhodes is not that dude. I had people tell me and trying to explain to me. He is that guy. It would give me reasons. I would listen to them. They would say some great points. But at the end of the day, I still feel the same way to this day. On February 17th, 2022 I still feel the same now my opinion has changed a little bit but I still feel the same that Cody Rhodes you know he could be built up as that guy though he could but if he goes to WWE listen just because they you know fired all these people and so on and so forth right they fired people that should definitely be number one guys in the promotion, but they let them go. So Cody Rhodes is going to come in. He's going to see they got people, but he wants to be the guy. I'm not talking about oh one of those people, like the core people. No, fuck the core people. This guy wants to be the man. Literally, the head of the table does Cody Rhodes want to be. Listen, man, you... Roman Reigns is in WWE, my nigga, okay? Roman Reigns is in WWE, bro. You are not better than Roman Reigns. You're not. You're not better than Seth. And I'm speaking in terms of the way these people are being pushed and the way Vince McMahon values these people. You're not bigger than Roman Reigns. You're not bigger than Brock Lesnar. You're not bigger than Bobby Lashley. You're not bigger than Drew McIntyre. And you're not bigger than Seth Rollins. So right there, you're number five. At best, you're number five. 
You ain't better than AJ Styles. So you're number six. Just because WWE released all these people, now you're looking at it like, you know what? I think I can go make a splash in WWE. Get my foot in there. I want to be at the head of the table. I want to run sort of shit. That's the vibe that that character of Cody Rhodes portrayed. And that's the character that it feels like, you know, he has right now. But here's the thing. It's not just a character. It's not a character. It's what he genuinely feels. He feels like he is the man. He's the number one guy. And Cody Rhodes is salty. This guy is pissed. This guy is fucking angry because Keith Lee's a bigger name than Cody Rhodes. That's subjective, but look at the reaction that Keith Lee got when he debuted. I'll even throw Keith Lee out of the equation. I'll just use three these three names alone, and it will shut everybody else's argument. Oh, that Cody Rhodes is a big name. Cody Rhodes is not bigger than Brian Danielson. You're not bigger than Brian Danielson, man. You're not. You are not bigger than CM fucking Punk. So don't even start with that shit. And listen, this guy that I'm about to name gets some hate, and I don't understand why, but majority of the people are on this guy's side. They just want this man to get pushed to the top of the mountain, and right now, he currently is about to be there when he's about to face Adam Hangman Page at Revolution. I cannot wait to watch that. I'm talking about Adam Cole, a generational talent, a number one man is Adam Cole. Adam Cole is better than Cody Rhodes. He has a bigger name than Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is coming off as he's like a Triple H when Triple H was dominating WWE, right? When he was on his throne in, uh, in the early, you know, ruthless aggression era. In the 2000s, he was dominating everybody. What was it, 2005, around that time, right? The reign of Triple H on Monday Night Raw. I'll remember, because I watched it. That's Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes reminds me so much of Triple H, it's not even funny. It's not funny. They are similar. Cody Rhodes, you're upset, you're mad, you're angry, you're pissed. I got another article here as well, too, with Cody Rhodes. But I'll finish up by this, by saying this. I hope Cody Rhodes knows what the fuck he's getting into. If this is true, this is legit, this is real, and he's headed to WWE. You better fucking pray that you know what you're doing. And you know what you sign up for. You are not going to be better than Roman Reigns. So please, off grip. I hope he understands that. I hope he understands you are not going to be the number one guy. Roman Reigns is there. Brock Lesnar is there. Again, Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins. You're not going to be the number one, number two, number three guy. Vince has his core people, and those names that I mentioned are his core people. Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles, I hope Cody Rose knows what he's doing.
And again, when this report came out, when all of this came out, I said to myself, I think this is a work. I think this is an elaborate plan on Cody Rhodes' behalf. There's rumors suggesting that it's not. That this is a real deal and he is headed back to WWE. World Wrestling Entertainment. We'll see what happens. There's another report coming from the Wrestling Observer of Figure 4 Online. And it says, Cody. the title reads, Cody Rhodes reportedly returning to WWE loss of booking power led to AEW departure. This guy thinks his shit doesn't fucking stink. This is what the fuck it is, bro. Jim Ross said it best. It's either money or it's creative. If it was a money issue that people are saying, Tony Khan would have already signed this guy. It's not money. It's creative. And I've mentioned this for years. And I'll continue to message it. Creative is so important. Because once you fix creative, everything else is going to fall into place. You're going to get better ratings. You know, the fucking, the product is just overly going to be better. You're going to make even more money than you're already making now because your creative is fixed. You have a plan in place. You know where you're going with things. Creative is fucked up. The business aspect is great, but your creative is fucking trash. And that's what WWE's in right now. That's why their ratings are always in the ones. They pop a two here and there, but it's always in the ones. They're trying to get Cody Rose to make a splash. Oh, we got Cody Rose. We got one of the founding fathers of AEW. Ooh, look at us. Y'all better have a plan for this man. And there are rumors saying that Vince McMahon actually has a plan for Cody Rhodes. What that is, I have no idea. Now, I pitched. I came up with a great idea. Seth Rollins doesn't have a match. I would love to see Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. I think that would be brilliant. The promos would be top-notch. And then you build to that ultimate clash with Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. Maybe at SummerSlam. Let's do it at SummerSlam. I think that would be great. That's just me fantasy booking things. But let's get to the report from the Wrestling Observer uh, newsletter, Figure 4 Online. An SI.com report has the former AEW VP joining his old employer without his wife, Brandy Rose. All right, let's see. What at one point felt highly unlikely apparently became a reality as Cody Rhodes is reportedly returning to WWE after being an essential part of AEW since 2019 launch. Sports Illustrated Justin Barrasso reported the news yesterday or on Wednesday saying that, quote, sources close to the situation have confirmed that his next destination will be back where his career started in WWE. I think this is a work still. I don't know. There was no time frame given, but the report speculated that Rose could be could begin filming vignettes at the Performance Center as soon as this weekend. Coming days. Barrasso sources also said that Cody Rhodes' wife, Brandy, is not expected to join him in AEW. I'm going to continue reading. If that's the case, it's unknown where her in-ring career would continue if she wants to pursue it. Barrasso noted that while Rhodes 
uh, May 2016 departure from WWE after a decade was due to creative differences with his portrayal of specifically the Stardust character that was trash. That character was fucking awful. Um, those issues, quote unquote, will be a non-factor in this in this return where he is expected to have a far different relationship with the writing team and Vince McMahon, close quote. Cody, Brandy, and AEW head uh, Tony Khan all released positive statements on Tuesday as part of the split. But after now, uh, no one has spoke publicly as to the specifics of why an executive vice president and founding member of the startup decided it was time to walk away. The report pointed out to specific arena a friction regarding Rose losing booking power over time. I'm, f- I'm fucking telling y'all, it's creative. It's creative. It has nothing to do with money. Quote, Rhodes was never intended to overstay his welcome in the role title picture. One key factor that led to this exit was losing all responsibilities involving booking. That is a role where Tony Khan, who is the head creative, has taken full reign. Deservedly so. It's his company. It's his company. It's not Cody Rhodes' company. As the great Dusty Rhodes, love Dusty, I miss him, was a performer. He's contributing as a booker are an essential part of his legacy. For Rhodes, AEW represented another chance to pay homage to his father as a booker while also furring similarly his own legacy. Losing that opportunity in AEW hurt Rhodes more than loss he uh, suffered in the ring, he wrote. There was nothing in the story about Rhodes having a booking creative role within WWE upon his return. Close quote. Okay. So, Cody Rhodes is mad. Cody Rhodes, this is what it's telling me. Cody Rhodes is pissed. He's angry because he wanted to be what his father was, a booker and a pro wrestler at the same time. At the same time. Okay. Cody Rhodes has an ego problem. He has an ego problem. I have an ego problem. We all have an ego problem. And it's okay. It's okay. It really is fine. Like, it's not a big deal. Just don't flaunt it. You know what I mean? And that's what Cody Rhodes is doing. That's what Cody Rhodes is doing. He thinks this shit don't stink. I want to be head booker. And I want to be on the top of the, the food chain in AEW. I want to be the world champion, and I want to be head writer. Like, you can't do that. You can't do that. I have no problem with Tony Khan giving back the reign and like, dude, I'm the fuck. I'm the owner. This is my company. This is my company. I let you guys have too much fun over here. Playing Booker, literally taking the quote from MVP, armchair booking. That's what they're doing. They were doing armchair booking. Now, Tony Khan is like, give me that back. That's all that is. And then Cody Rhodes was mad about that. He was mad about that. He has every right to be mad about it. But listen, this isn't his company. This is Tony Khan's company. Without Tony Khan putting in the money to even make this shit happen, Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, all of these people would be back in the indies Go to WWE, go to Impact, 
Go to New Japan. Go to stardom. Go to wherever you want to go. All Elite Wrestling wouldn't have been created. This is all on Tony Khan. Simple. Okay? Cody Rhodes. Again, I just don't see him like that. I don't see him like that to a point where, all right, man, you could be head booker too. Like he sees himself as the guy. Like, I don't understand it. Like that doesn't make, like, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Cody Rhodes really thinks he's that shit. I don't know, man. It's weird. It's weird. I hope the best for Cody. I hope Cody Rhodes knows what he's doing. I really hope he knows what he's doing. He's a great visionary of the business. He knows what's going on. He's been, he's been there. He's been there. He's done everything. I apologize, everybody. My uh, my microphone fucking died, so I had to I plug it back in. Um, so continuing what I was saying, yeah. So Cody Rhodes, he's uh, he's coming off as a crybaby. He's coming off as a crybaby. That's what Cody Rhodes is coming off as. And uh, I don't know, man. I think this is still a, I think this is a fucking work. I think this is a work. That was the first reaction I tweeted on social media when I heard all of this news just like everybody else did. I think this is a work. I think this is an elaborate plan by Cody Rhodes but it just doesn't seem that way because I watched AEW and they erased all mentions of Cody Rhodes. I seen the truck, you know, the, 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 the AEW truck. It used to have Cody Rhodes on there. Now it has Thunder Rosa's face on there. The promo packages for AEW Revolution, it had Cody Rhodes on there. Now it has Keith Lee on there. I, I don't know. It could be real. It could be a ruse. I don't know. We'll have to find out. Now, if I had to predict if it's if it's a ruse or this is actually legit, I'm going to think it's legit. I think he is gone. And I think all these, but these rumors are just the reason why there's a part of me that still thinks this is a ruse because all these reports are coming out like every single day. New new developments, but at the same time, it's like some of these rumors are the same shit. And I've read this before. So it's it's ridiculous. And then also with Brandy Rose, like you left AEW. What are you going to do? You don't want to go to WWE, apparently. It's just going to be Cody Rhodes. So what are you going to do? You're going to be a mom? You're going to be a mom and, and just chill at home, which I have no problem with. That's cool. That's her prerogative. She can do whatever the fuck she wants to do. But it's just weird that she would leave her a comfortable position. And then Red Velvet and Nyla Rose was mentioning, I seen it on Twitter, that they love uh, Brandy Rose. She has a hot head on her. You know, she thinks her shit don't stink like, she, like her husband does. I mean, everybody has that, though. But, you know, I'm not knocking them for that. All I'm saying is, you know, you you had a comfortable position. Your husband could have left, but you still could have been there. Dustin Rhodes is still there. You could have still been there too, but it looks like she wants to support her man, which is very commendable on her part. I'm just trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. 
day by day, I think he is leaving. I think he is gone. I think, you know, they're talking about how he has, uh, they're going to start presenting him with like a video package soon with the WWE. It's crazy. It's going to be a big deal if he is legitimately leaving AEW and he's not going back and he's going to WWE. Speaking of WWE, man, we're going to get right into it pretty soon. I'm going to take a little short break. I got to go get some water. Uh, when I come back, we're going to be talking about major twist coming at Elimination Chamber as WWE builds towards WrestleMania. I'm going to take a quick break and I'll be right back. Soundstripe. Yo, what's good, everybody? I'm back. Uh, all right. So before I jump right into the news on Elimination Chamber, be sure to subscribe. Be sure to follow. Be sure to listen to the Wrestling Takeover on all available podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Be sure to hit if you guys would like to do so. Hit the five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you guys want to comment, I would really appreciate that. And continue to follow me on social media. At The Wrestling Takeover on Instagram. And at JT Takeover on Twitter. Let's get right into it, man. Elimination Chamber. What the fuck is going on? Apparently, we're going to see some stuff take place at the event on Saturday. Should be interesting. So... Major twist coming at Elimination Chamber as WWE builds towards WrestleMania from Ringside News. They say WWE will present the Elimination Chamber premiere live event. I hate that they that they title their shit like that. Just just call it a pay-per-view. It's a pay-per-view. It's annoying. It bugs me. Um, The show will take place in Saudi Arabia, which always gives off a very different vibe. There are plenty of WrestleMania building matches on the card. Fans have been speculating a lot about what is going to go on with the company's two world championships. Major surprises haven't been discussed too much among fans. There are some twists and turns to be expected from Elimination Chamber despite its proximity to WrestleMania. It could come in the form of an angle to help set up a champion versus champion match between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, which I hope... That is the case. Dave Meltzer talked about how WWE might handle the situation on the latest Wrestling Observer Radio. It does make sense to have Brock Lesnar lose in the Elimination Chamber match without some sort of fuckery. That means he is likely to leave the show as WWE Champion. If Reigns retains the Universal Championship against Bill Goldberg, which I fucking pray that's the case. If not, This is going to be on some fiend-like level anger. I'm telling you right now. So, if Reigns retains the Universal Championship against Bill Goldberg, the champion versus champion match would be set. I hope it happens. Dave Meltzer said, quote, I was told twists and turns coming on this show, so I don't know what those would be. I know that there was, you know, a push to do title versus title, which means Brock wins the chamber and Roman beats Goldberg. I think most people find are expecting that. For Brock to lose in the chamber match, I mean, I don't know how 
you could beat them because, again, it's like they haven't done a lot of interference in chamber matches. I suppose you can do this this time around, but it would have to take place in a different fashion. I don't see that happening. Like something scoring of a, a fall on Brock Lesnar, it makes no sense at all to do that building up to Mania because the whole idea of Mania has been to manifest Reigns and manifest Lesnar and make them two the biggest stars and protect them completely. Garnered Lesnar did lose to Lashley, that, um, but that was due to Roman Reigns interfering. It was very clear watching the match that that was the situation, but they could get the revenge back. There's a lot of different things and a lot of different ways you can go just the way that they choose. There's five, six, seven different ways you can go, you know. There's certainly going to be wrong ways, but I don't think that they'll do those wrong ways. I mean, Dave Meltzer, this is WWE, man, and don't trust them on anything. Uh, but I don't think that they'll do the wrong way. I wouldn't bet on it. All right, man. <laughs> I don't know. I have a feeling that WWE's going to fuck up something, man, and it's going to piss people off. I just feel it. Um. I wouldn't bet on that, but you're going to be wrong with more than what you are right about because their booking is so negative than positive facts. So Dave Meltzer is kind of confirming that WWE is going to fuck something up. This is what the report is pretty much telling you. WWE is going to mess up something. And I think they are going to screw up something. If that's uh, Bill Goldberg, you know, beating Roman Reigns. Or if it's a Brock Lesnar getting penned, which would be stupid. Like, why? Okay, you have Brock Lesnar in the match. He is the WWE, or, or he was the WWE champion, excuse me. But he wants to get his title back. That's his goal. You announced him in this match. He needs to win. If not, how are you going to have him lose? You cannot have Brock Lesnar get penned clean clean he lost to Bobby Lashley at day one because of a interference by Roman Reigns Bobby Lashley didn't pin Brock Lesnar clean so how was Brock Lesnar going to lose here in Elimination Chamber that just doesn't make sense to me and who's going to pin Brock Lesnar because here's the thing Brock Lesnar cannot get pinned by somebody and then Brock Lesnar say you know what fuck it I'm already going to face Roman, so now I'm going to turn my attention to Roman Reigns. That is idiotic booking, in my opinion. That's idiotic. That's stupid. Yeah, I got pinned by somebody. I'm already going to face Roman at WrestleMania in the main event. Now I'm going to turn my attention to Roman now. You just got pinned by somebody. Don't you want to go fuck that person up real quick? I don't see Brock Lesnar getting pinned. I don't. I don't see Brock Lesnar losing. I think Brock Lesnar is going to win this match, and I think we are going to build towards champion versus champion at WrestleMania. Unification? I, pro, I, I hope so. I pray. What do I think is going to happen? Just like it happened at uh, WrestleMania 35 with Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, and Charlotte Flair. Just champion versus champion. The winner holds both titles. The winner is on both shows. I think that's what they're going to do. We'll see what happens. Maybe I'm wrong. And they actually, you know, have Brock Lesnar lose to somebody. And maybe they have Bobby Lashley retain. Or someone like Matt Riddle 
or Seth Rollins becoming the new champion, or maybe someone like Edge. Um, or not Edge, I'm sorry, AJ Styles. I'm thinking of Edge versus AJ Styles. Um, you could do AJ Styles versus Edge for the WWE title. It's possible. It really is possible. So we'll see what happens. I think the I think it's a, a confident to take Brock Lesnar instead of the field. But I, I hear people saying that they're going to take the field. They don't think Lesnar's going to win. So we'll see what happens. Um, WWE has a big decision to make with that match, man. Saudi Arabia is going to be so important, man, because it's pretty much going to be like, okay, this is some of the matches we're seeing at WrestleMania. So we're going to see what happens. Um, let's get right into the next article. This has to do with WrestlingNews.co. As they're reporting, EC3, Adam Scher, a.k.a. Braun Strowman, are launching a wrestling company. TV deal is imminent. <clears throat> I don't know about that, bro. Like, that's kind of all the report says. This doesn't really give you a description, really. Uh, I, I don't know why they would do, like, I'm not understanding. Why would you create a wrestling promotion? What's the end game with it? You have a plan. Who's going to, you know, buy the show? What network are you going to be on? Is it going to be on, you know, Premiere TV where everybody will be having the ability to watch it on a weekly basis? Are you going to have writers? Like, I'm confused. Like, I, I understand that they're trying to do their own thing and they're trying to be different. And I like that. That's cool. Uh, but, like... I feel like they don't have a plan. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I am wrong, and they do have a plan in place. They said a TV deal is imminent, so everything's going to determine on what TV deal they do. Who's going to buy this wrestling promotion? Where is it going to be located? Like the foundation is going to be located in what city? There's a lot more questions and answers with this one, but I'm happy that they're actually you know, doing something that they wanted to do, and EC3 has been wanting to do this. Uh, Adam Shear has been wanting to do this. So all I know is, quote, TV deal is imminent. So we're going to see what happens with that. So I, I just wanted to talk about that because that's extremely interesting. We're going to end it off with the best article here in terms of a more in-depth opinion coming from me to you guys. Y'all know that the women... Well, I hope you guys know. The women's division is straight trash. It's not good. All right? It's not good. It's bad. There's no character development. There's no storylines that we as an audience can invest our time into. The champions, no one cares about the champions. The championships are not important. There's no roster depth. They use the same people. They're not creating any new stars. They don't trust anybody else besides the four horsewomen and Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair. It's crazy. Just, just give me the pen. Just give me the pen creatively and let me get to work. Simple. Give anybody the pen. I think every anybody else would do better than what WWE is doing with the women's division. It's insane how we as a fan base can book a better women's division than WWE themselves. 
Tegan Knox, somebody that should not have gotten released, someone that should have been on the main roster and had a plan for her. It's ridiculous how they pick and choose who they want to push and who they don't want to push. It's very sad. Tegan Knox on why she thinks WWE released her. Tegan Knox revealed what she was feeling around the time of her WWE release on the latest episode of Into the Danger Zone with Chris Danger. In Knox's eyes, the product appeared to be reverting back to the era she didn't fit into. I went on Twitter and um, I tweeted my opinion about the quote that Tegan Knox said. Now I have my podcast and I'm able to go a little bit more in depth. This is going to be good. Let's do it. She said, quote, as we see watching the product now, it's very much the diva era coming back. <laughs> Whew. Listen, Tegan, you ain't lying. You are not lying at all. I always felt that it was always a way on the chopping block, even if I could wrestle. I was not as much of a personality or a character for them. The sentiment comes at a time when NXT in particular is currently more character driven than ever before, which is great. That's fine. I've always had this opinion and this perception that, listen, we need more characters in professional wrestling while also establishing professional wrestling. Because you might have a great character, but then when you get in between those ropes, all plays are a factor. Character development, storytelling, the way you, you tell stories in the ring with your, your body language and your facial expressions. The end ring product, are you a good professional wrestler? It's all factors, not just professional wrestling. I seen something. I don't want to mention this, but I'm going to anyways because it's my show. I seen Billy Gunn on social media. He mentioned something that I loved. He kind of called out AEW wrestlers for not having any character development. All they care about is the in-ring product. Not all of them, of course, but majority of them just all want to wrestle. They don't have any character development. They have no promo ability. They don't have no uh, personality. No, they don't have a character. All they care about is wrestling. And the wrestling will get you somewhere. But, you know, I'll use me in this example. I'm more into the, the, the character development. I'm going to be honest with you. I need a character that I can invest my time in emotionally. And invest in you. You're a great pro wrestler. I know that. I've seen you wrestle multiple times. Right? But if you have no character, if you're not good on the microphone, it's going to be really be hard to be invested in you. So I'm more of a character type of guy. That's just me. So the sentiment comes at NXT where a time in particular, uh, currently more character driven than ever before, which is good. It's actually really good, actually. Um, for someone who related more on technical ability than looks, the writing was on the wall for Tegan Knox's release. I think Tegan Knox looked great. She's very beautiful. She's great in the ring. Microphone ability, not so good. But the one thing that was holding her back, she did not have a character. 
And you need characters in professional wrestling. That's the one major factor and one major flaw in the road of pro wrestling. There are not a lot of characters. That's why someone like Velveteen Dream stood out. He can wrestle. He was good on the promo. But this guy had a character. Characters are important in the world of professional wrestling. Bottom line, you need those. And pro wrestling doesn't have them right now. Her main roster call-up came in July of 2021, but she never felt comfortable in her new position. It's kind of sad. She said, quote, I'm in more of a flirting lineup here. Like I do one thing wrong and I could have gone to the next week. Quote, Knox remarked, everyone's walking on eggshells. How many times people need to walk on eggshells? It's ridiculous, bro. Now she's talking about NXT at this time. Because she was never on the main roster. Uh, everyone's walking on eggshells. You don't you know, want to step on the line just in case something can go wrong, which likely, I guess I didn't really do anything wrong. Close quote. Tegan Knox's suspicions of becoming next on the chopping block came in Furchin on November 18th, 2021. Knox release came along with the cutting of seven other superstars. The news came just weeks after over a dozen wrestlers were also cut from WWE's roster. WWE's reasons behind releases was due to budget cuts. I call bullshit. It's not budget cuts. How is it budget cuts when you guys are making the most money that you've ever made in your entire history of WWE? But it's budget cuts. No, it's not budget cuts. It's the fact that, listen, Nick Khan, Vince McMahon, you didn't want to use any of these people that you released anymore. You had no plans for them and you had no plans for them anymore or you just never had plans for them in general when they were eventually going to get caught up to the main roster. You had no plans. You didn't know how to use them. And let's be honest, you didn't even want to use half of these people. You didn't want to use half of these people. So you know what? You said to yourself, you know what? Let's just release them. Let's let them go. Let's let them go to AW. Let's let them go to Impact. Let's let them go this place, that place, this place. They're useless. We don't have nothing for them. We don't want to use them. Let them go. That's what happened. I don't need to read a news report to speculate in the rumor mill regarding things like this. I have a mind of my own. I watch the shows just like everybody else. And I come up with my own honest opinions. I'm honest. I speak my own mind. I have my own thoughts and opinions. And this is an opinion that I have. You're not using any of these people. And or you don't want to use them. Just let them go. But then you want to keep Mustafa Ali hostage. And then you want to use the term valuable. He's valuable. Then use him if he's valuable. But we don't have anything from him. If you don't have anything from him, come up with something for him instead of saying we don't have anything for him, knowing good well you genuinely don't want to use this guy. You're just keeping him there because he spoke out against the company. I want to get released in public. He should not have done that, but he did it anyways. I want to get released. I want to get the fuck out of WWE. 
If you're not using these people, just get rid of them. If you, yourself, as a creative writer or Vince McMahon, you have no plans for any of these people, let them go. It's not that hard. Let them go do whatever it is they got to do. So ridiculous, man. Typical WWE programming doesn't feature uh, future women with Tegan Knox's look. They've never, you know, mentioned that at all. They don't like women like Tegan Knox or Ruby Riot. They don't. I'm surprised Rhea Ripley's still around. You know why Rhea Ripley's still around? I'm always honest with you guys. I'm trying to prepare with what I'm about to say. Rhea Ripley, she has a tattoo. She has everything, right? She's tall. She has big tits and big ass. Like, why are you keeping someone like Rhea Ripley? She's completely different from anybody else. She's just like a page with the tattoos and, and stuff like that. Like Ruby Riot type of vibe. Punk rock. Shotzi Blackheart still there. How do you not want to push someone like Shotzi Blackheart? She's a great pro wrestler. She looks great. She's attractive. Rhea Ripley, attractive. A great wrestler. I'm telling you, they pick and choose who they want to push. Oh, they're pushing Rhea Ripley right now. Okay. But are they really pushing Rhea Ripley to the top of the card? They pick and choose, man. It's insane. She says, quote, I just didn't fit in in the demographics is my true belief. Demographics? What demographics are you talking about? The, uh, the 18 to 49 demographic. Is that what she's talking about? I think she could have fit very well in the demographic. I do. Nothing to do with budget cuts. I just didn't fit the look or the idea of what they wanted for their female wrestlers. Big tits. A big ass. A lot of makeup. I, I feel bad. I feel bad for people like Tegan I feel bad for people like Shotzi Blackheart. I feel bad for people like Tony Storm. You know, women's wrestling is an embarrassment. It's propaganda. It's propaganda. And they're just doing it. Because they don't want any bad publicity. They're only doing this. You know, let's trace back several years before I end this uh, review real quick. That's the article there. She's showing her frustration. She's upset. And she mentioned that it looks like it's going back to the diva era. And I completely agree with that. You look at a couple of things. The in-ring, you know, the in-ring matches. The length of these matches. They're going in the era of the divas. The short matches. There's no storylines. There's no character development. It's so sad. It's so sad, man. I wish I ran the women's division, man. It's frustrating. Either way, man. That's what she said. But I'm going to finish up by saying this before I get out of here. Women's wrestling in WWE is a propaganda. It's fake 
It's not real. And you know why I have that type of mindset? Because when Ronda Rousey was in WWE, they were main eventing these shows, man. They were main eventing these shows. And then when Ronda Rousey left, all importance in the women's division followed suit. Oh, but Charlotte was main eventing. Sasha Banks was main eventing. So you're wrong. You're wrong. Okay, maybe I am wrong. Maybe I am wrong. They were in the main event. But when you look at it, if it just feels like they genuinely didn't want to put these women in these positions. I feel like it was a part of this a propaganda stuff. This is just a conspiracy theory of mine, but it feels like it was a propaganda. Serena Williams was getting hot. The women's uh, national soccer team was getting hot. All these women, the, uh, the publications and the, you know, Hillary Clinton, you know, doing stuff in the political aspect. Women were taking over the world at that time. And WWE was still doing four-minute matches, brawn, panties, whatever they were doing. And so they said to themselves, you know what? We got to make a change. We got to make a change. We got to make a change in WWE. Triple H is doing an amazing job. Triple H at that time in NXT was putting women's wrestling on the motherfucking map. On the fucking map. On NXT. Classics after classics after classics. And the main roster was jealous. The women on the main roster were fucking pissed. And I know this for a fact. I know this for a fact. I've heard stories. Just like all of us. We've heard stories of, you know, the Bella Twins and Natalia. And all these other women getting pissed. That's Sasha, Charlotte, Becky, Bailey, Emma, Paige. This one and that one. In NXT, we're putting on clinics. Asuka, Shayna Baszler, so on and so forth. Bianca Bella. These women were getting opportunities. Like real opportunities to showcase their talents. They are professional wrestlers. They're not going in to take their fucking clothes off and battle for fucking two-minute matches. Like, I have somebody that I talk to on a consistent basis. He misses the times of the diva era. And I'm like, dude, that's not that would not fly in this generation. In this time, that wouldn't fly, bro. You can't get that now. I'm telling you for a fact, this is all planned and i've heard stories i'm not just making up stuff i've heard stories of bruce pritchard mainly him he's not a fan of women's wrestling do you guys remember the interview that mickey james did where she said that there's somebody in management there's somebody so she named one person that is not a fan of women's wrestling and she named bruce pritchard he's not a fan of women's wrestling he doesn't care about women's wrestling I know John Laurinaitis doesn't care about women's wrestling either. He loves the diva era shit. Simple. You have some great women talents in WWE. And these women are barely getting any time on TV. 
it's really sad. It really is sad. And also, too, you know, fans, man, you know, I'm a fucking, I'm a fan of women's wrestling. I'm going to always stay vocal about the state of women's wrestling in WWE. It's, a, it's an embarrassment. Oh, they're getting shined because Ronda Rousey's here. But when Ronda Rousey left, the women's division sunk to a fucking low. To a low. Ronda Rousey comes back. Oh, women's wrestling is important again. Women's wrestling is in the main event again. Women's wrestling are getting fucking 10, 15 minute segments now. But before, they were barely getting shit. There was no characters. There was no storylines. I'm telling you, this was all a part of the propaganda. That's my opinion, and that's how I feel. That's how I feel. Just watch the show. That's all I will say to you. Just watch the show, and just watch the way these segments all run. There's no passion. There's no love. There's no creativity. Nothing. An example. A f- an example. Charlotte Flair and Tony Storm were in a feud and they were fighting over creamed pie. Pie. They were fighting over. That was the storyline. I kid you not. That was the storyline. You guys know what I'm talking about if you guys seen it. If you guys watched it. This is Charlotte Flair and Tony Storm. That's why Tony Storm left WWE. She was sick of the bullshit that this company was putting on with women's wrestling. If that didn't tell you that they don't care about women's wrestling by having Tony Storm get creamed pied by Charlotte Flair getting creamed pied, then I don't know what to tell you. Oh, but one of the biggest stars is a woman in Becky Lynch. What the fuck does that have to do with anything that has to do with nothing one person i'm talking me i'm talking about a whole fucking division not just one individual they pick and choose who they want to push rhea ripley should be on the same level of bianca belair they both came out the same time and they are not on the same level they're not they're not Vince McMahon is going to be in a rude awakening if he does not wake the fuck up with creating any new stars. John Cena recently, John Cena was recently saying Vince McMahon needs to start creating new stars now. And he doesn't have them. He has the same people. Alexa Bliss, the four horsewomen, Bianca Belair is a new star. Yes. What about Rhea Ripley? Rhea Ripley should be on the same level as Bianca Belair. They got Carmella. They got the same people. That's what I'm trying to get you guys to understand. The same people. AJ Styles, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens. These are the same people. They have no new people, really. Matt Riddle, Damian Priest. You know, they got to be consistent with it, man. They, they cannot keep relying on the John Cena's, the Edge. The Randy Orton's. The Brock Lesnar's. Brock! Bro, I swear, I kid you not before I get out of here. I have a quote that Brock Lesnar said. He was on the Pat McAfee show. He said, quote, Someone needs to step up 
and figure out how to fucking put asses in seats. Not worry about your next high spot. If that's not somebody a legend in the game like Brock Lesnar not telling the current fucking roster to step the fuck up. Someone needs to take the ball and run with it. He's talking about the new stars. This has nothing to do with Roman Reigns, so do not say Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is excluded from this conversation. He's talking about the new people. The new people. I'm going over an hour. I'm talking extra. Because this shit is just on my mind, and I think about these things all the time when I watch these shows, and it breaks my heart. It really breaks my heart to know that you have a lot of new stars that could be created. Majority of them are still in NXT. Some of them need to come up to the main roster. And y'all know who they are. And they're just sitting there. You could make money off of these people. You look at the main roster. It's Vince McMahon needs to really get his shit together quick. Quick. Money-wise, you're great. You're great. You're making the most money you've ever made in your history. Congratulations. I'm not seeing any profit of that. No fan is seeing any profit of that. So that right there should be nobody's fucking business. Our business as a fan base should be creative. What we see on weekly TV and what we see on weekly TV, even though they have those people out there in the community that want to keep defending WWE through thick and thin. Oh, they'll get better. They'll do this. They'll do that. They're going to fail you. They're going to fail you. Vince McMahon does not want to create any new stars. And if he does, he picks and chooses which new star he wants to create. Bottom line, you know that, I know that. I don't have to read no fucking article. I don't. I only cover the hottest news in pro wrestling and that's it. All the juicy news that I read, that we all read, I cover it. I give my opinion on what I'm reading. But everything else, it's all on what I'm seeing on TV. And WWE, I will always pitch ideas. That ain't never happen. That ain't never stopping. That ain't never stopping. I want to help WWE get better creatively because I know that they can. It's the fact that they won't, and it's pissing me off. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. They could be, WWE could be must-see TV with the snap of a finger. Easy. No question about it. They got to do better, man. Cody Rhodes coming into WWE. I think he is coming into WWE, but it's kind of hard to, you know, kind of capitulate and, and think about what's going on with him. You know, Tegan Knox, she's just speaking facts. But, I mean, I knew that. Just watch the show. Watch the show, and you can evaluate your own self, and you value your own opinion, and come up with your own opinions on what you watch. You don't have to keep reading articles to determine what type of opinion you're going to have. Just watch the shows. Read the news, yeah. But... 
The news is more interesting than what's going on on TV right now. So, Tegan Knox, she's speaking facts. Nothing wrong with that. You know, EC3, Adam Scher, Braun Strowman, TV deal imminent. I don't know. We'll see what that is. I have no idea what's going to happen there. A major twist coming out of Elimination Chamber. I pray to God it's not Bill Goldberg winning the title. We don't really know what twist is going to happen, what Cody Rhodes is going to appear, and what is he going to do? You know, is Brock Lesnar really going to lose after he just won the Royal Rumble? That just wouldn't make any sense. So I'm wondering what the twist that's going to be with that. Cody Rhodes reportedly returning to WWE. Loss of booking power led to AEW departure. He is entitled. He's selfish. He's all about himself. He's vindictive. He is a narcissist. And he wants power. And that power got taken from him by Tony Khan. And now he's crying like a bitch in the corner. Like a crybaby. I don't have any creative control. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm going to WWE. You go to WWE, you ain't getting no control. You ain't getting no control creatively. So homeboy, I don't know what you finna do, Cody. I don't know what you finna do, man. I'm along for the ride. But I'm going to continue to give you my honest opinions. And I'm going to at you on Twitter, too, because I got some balls to let you know what I'm thinking. And the Cody Rose left AEW with no stake in the company. Nothing. AEW technically said, get the fuck out. You're crying like a little bitch. You want power. You're not getting power. Tony Khan said, I'm the boss. I've run this. This is my company. You helped me create it, yes. But this is my company now. Bottom line. It's insane, bro. It's insane. But I'm going to get out of here. I kind of talk too much. I'm going over an hour and six minutes. I'm going to get out of here. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of the podcast. And I will see you guys, depending on what more news comes out. Maybe I'll do SmackDown. We'll see what's popping with it. But I'm the king. I'm signing off. This is the Wrestling Takeover. And this is episode. Let's check it out. What episode is this? This is episode 239 of the podcast. I'm signing off. Again, be sure to go subscribe, listen to the podcast, follow me on social media. Appreciate the support. Love you guys. Thank you. And I will see you guys either tomorrow for SmackDown, maybe, if there's any news. If not, I'll just see you guys for Saudi Arabia on Saturday. You guys have a great rest of your day.